...waiting for political change, and now rumoured to be involved, are in fact behind the plot. Michael's pursuit of information about barrels being carted into London leads him to Miss Cleome Hendon, daughter of Jack and Kit Hendon, and de facto manager of the Hendon Shipping Company. Cleo views the intrigue as the answer to her yearning for adventure. With Michael at her heels, she sets out to find the gunpowder carter who collected the ten barrels from Kent. Together, Cleo and Michael doggedly follow a trail of missing men and, at last, locate the gunpowder. But that night, before they have a chance to nullify the threat the gunpowder poses, a gentleman arrives on horseback with two drays driven by two other men and takes the barrels away. Cleo and Michael had been keeping watch. They follow the man, hoping to learn who he is and to where the barrels are being moved. But in the fog, Cleo is captured by the gentleman villain. She fights free. Then Michael arrives, and in the ensuing struggle, the gentleman is shot dead. Worse, they realize they've lost track of the drays carrying the gunpowder. But Michael had placed a cordon of men around the neighborhood and can state with certainty that the barrels haven't left that area of dockside factories and warehouses. Leaving the cordon of watchers in place, Michael and Cleo take the body of the dead mystery gentleman to Drake's home. Hours later, Drake returns from the north. Later that morning, Drake summons Sebastian and Antonia to join them and the five pool all they have learned. At this point, the sum of their knowledge is Ten barrels of gunpowder, over a thousand pounds of explosive, lie secreted within an area of London that the authorities cannot search without causing a riot. Although low-ranking foot soldiers of the Young Islander movement, and possibly of the Chartist movement, have assisted with the plot, believing it to be an action approved by their leaders, neither the young islander generals nor the chartist leaders know anything about the gunpowder. It appears both politically radical organizations are being set up as scapegoats for whatever heinous explosion the gunpowder is intended to create. From what the late gentleman villain let fall, there is at least one other higher-level villain directing the gullible men recruited as helpers. The higher-level villains are consistently killing said gullible men after their tasks are completed, presumably on the grounds that dead men can tell no tales. There has to be a mastermind behind the plot, and he is cautious, careful, Machiavellian, and politically adept, using the young islander and chartist movements to disguise, deflect, and most importantly, effectively tie Drake's hands over raising any general alert via the constabulary and guard regiments about the capital. The identity of the dead gentleman villain is yet to be determined, but his bootmaker is one possible source. Drake's man, Finnegan, is checking. At the end of their cogitations, the questions still before our heroes and heroines are Where exactly is the gunpowder? If they can locate it, they can substitute something non-explosive and wait to see who collects the barrels 
and follow them to the true villains and ultimately to the mastermind. Who is the mastermind? What is the mastermind's target and why? In the final scene from An Irresistible Alliance that leads into the opening scene of the greatest challenge of them all. Later that same day, our five investigators meet again and agree that they have little hope of identifying the target without knowing who the mastermind is. They decide that learning the dead gentleman's identity is their clearest route to identifying the mastermind. At that moment, they are awaiting information. Once they learn his name, Drake, Sebastian and Antonio will pursue that line of investigation. They need to learn whether the man who killed Connell Boyne was the dead gentleman or another of the masterminds left.